Hi there. I'm OMN's Tom D'Antoni, back in World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. We like to have some of the people who run and or own music venues in here from time to time. We've had Nicholas Harris from Jack London, Jim Brunberg from Mississippi Studios and Revolution Hall, and a few other folks. Today, we have Michael Gibbons, who owns Joe Bar and Papa Haydn. Joe Bar has music four or more times a week, and that's where my full disclosure comes in. I DJ there on Saturday nights. Thing is, I've always thought Michael was a very interesting guy who would make a very interesting coffee shop conversation. So, let's meet him. Michael, welcome to the cupping room. Here. Thank you, Tom. Our benefactors here at World Cup Coffee and Tea, Northwest 18th and Gleason. And I, they're happy when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. Um, and I want to get this, just before we do anything else, I, I do a little intro at, at the beginning of this, but I want to reiterate that the fact that, that I work for you <laughs> has yeah. nothing to do with this because I have had lots of venue owners. It's one of the things we do. Right. I had Joe from uh, uh, Alberta Rose. I had, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name from, uh, 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 anyway, I've had lots of venue owners. Anyway. Gotcha. Jim Brunberg. Well, I just figured you were scraping the bottom <clears throat> of the barrel. No, 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 no. I just didn't want people to think I'm kissing your ass. Because <laughs> people know me better than that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the one thing I think people are curious about is the name Joe Bar. <laughs> yeah, it was my attempt at cleverness at uh, double entendre. It's Haydn's middle name, Joseph. Ah. Uh, so, Papa Haydn and Franz Joseph Haydn. And it was supposed to be a clever kind of coattail effect, and nobody ever got it. And, of course, I wanted the, <laughs> I wanted the other part, you know, the J-O-E kind of Joe's Bar deal to yeah. go. But that's as far as it ever went. <laughs> Nobody asked why no E. Or, and so. Well, a piece of Portland lore has now been revealed. All right, there you are. <laughs> Best laid plans. Are you one of the original owners? I am, yeah. Are you the, are you the owner? I am the original owner. My wow. wife and I, and mm-hmm. a, a long story, it's a family business. It's okay, it's a podcast. Yeah, okay. Papa Hyden started <laughs> by my um, sister-in-law and brother-in-law, Jeff and Heidi Van Dyke, 78. Huh. Um, Westside opened 83. My wife joined about four years before when Heidi had her first baby uh, and realized that they couldn't work seven days a week and raise a kid and asked Evelyn, who was a, uh, the sculptor in residence at uh, Lincoln High School, um, hey, will you help us out for a year? And uh, Ev said yes and signed up for years Year after year after that. <laughs> I came along in 83 when I was going to mm-hmm. go to uh, Johns Hopkins for grad school huh. uh, and um, needed money. And they needed a somebody who uh, had worked in uh, hard liquor before because they had gotten a Class C liquor license that uh-huh. the OLC uh, bestowed upon them. And yeah. I had experience in L.A. working at a disco Yada, yada, yada. A disco? Yeah, yeah. A real disco? A real di- Well, it was a disco at, after 10. It was a restaurant before. Oh. <laughs> it was upstairs, downstairs kind of thing. Anyways. Um, and what so year was that? That would be August of 83. Ah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Ev and I 
kind of uh, took a liking to each other, uh-huh. uh, and I was having a good time, uh, and I looked at grad school, at professorships in the field that I was interested in, political philosophy, where there was tenure, and it was like Podunk, Mississippi, or something, sorry for, yeah. it was somewhere <laughs> anyways, and yeah. I was having much too good of a time, so ah. that's yeah. how that, and then in 90, oh, about 92, 93, you know, that Papa Haydn building was, is includes Joe Barr. Yeah. But at the time it was child's play, the little the kids' place uh-huh. and um uh twist not twist, uh, dazzle across the street. Uh-huh. And uh they moved to that new deal. We yeah. had the space yeah. and it was what are you gonna do with that? So Joe Barr came about because of that. Uh-huh. Uh, so the four uh-huh. of us I'm not the only, uh, uh-huh. only long-winded answer. No, that's, that's, so. that's not even long enough. <laughs> so uh, what were you doing in 83 before you, before you got involved? I, I, I came up to go to college after um, uh, an early midlife crisis. I was in the Catholic seminary for four years. Wow. Uh, going to be a pre, uh, Franciscan priest. Uh, that didn't work out, fortunately. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was—I I got in the restaurant business in between, and then came came to read in '78 uh-huh. uh, when my sister told me that she had visited. She went to Berkeley, mm-hmm. and I, that I would love the place because everybody uh, was had long hair and read books and <laughs> was socially retarded. Well, there you and go. So, and then I would fit in like a. <laughs> Like a glove, so. Uh, and I'm sorry, that's an incorrect term to use. Oh, these days, it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, so, really. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, uh, uh, you had had no, no, you had had restaurant experience in L.A. Yeah, long, my first okay. job ever was parking cars at a, um, <laughs> a dive bar in the garment district in L.A. that actually was this oasis of kind of, um, uh, unknown hipster location, Suzanne Plachette, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, L.A. politicos you used to cars dine for there. Suzanne Plachette? Oh yeah, I sure did her jag. Whoa, uh, yeah, and um, <laughs> it was a a patio. The cook was uh, Olive Tree in the mm-hmm. middle of the Garment District. Mm-hmm. Uh, some mobbed up guys dined there too. I parked their cars. And <laughs> Anyways, that was my first job in the restaurant industry. Wow, and then. Uh, as I said, after the seminary, uh, started a um, surf and turf place, salad bar, kind of that uh-huh. 70s steakhouse kind of deal. Started as a busboy, worked my way up uh, to manager, general manager with that corporation, and then went to read. What so. was it about the restaurant business that you liked? My mom was a hostess. I mean, she loved ah, to throw parties, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Um, I always liked to cook. Uh, my father comes from Okies via New Mexico, so I he always liked to find hole in the wall places, ethnic, especially Mexican cuisine and Tex-Mex, and then all those things combined together. I, I always loved to cook and, and loved to give that. I didn't see it as a career; it was just something that I liked, uh, and it was a way to meet girls, uh, you know, cook and that kind yeah. of deal. So yeah. that. Otherwise, I was a shy guy. So, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, what? I just, I just stopped. <laughs> I 
that's okay. That's, that's no, right. it's fine. Yeah. Just, just brain just shut off. Yeah. I'm bad man. It's okay. I don't edit these things. No, good. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, so you still are giving parties every night? Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> it's really we're in the entertainment business. Yeah. Uh, restaurant is not only about food, but it's about how it's served, the setting yeah. it's served. Mm-hmm. And we view it as an opportunity, um, really, to create memories. And we have, I've got a couple third, fourth generation wow. customers. You know, I've got kids of kids <laughs> who, you know, either the parents met there and proposed. And, uh-huh. and it, and so it's, uh, it's a real privilege um, for us to, to have this place and, and to be a part of the community and create a space where people can come in and feel uh, being served with graciousness and, and warmth. Of course, whole, Northwest 23rd was a whole lot different back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. That, uh, okay, here, first month we're open. Yeah. Do you, there was the, where the paper store is now, and what is it, across the caddy corner from us. Uh-huh. Um, it was the um, Irving Street drugstore, uh-huh. Milt. Oh, I'm going to forget Milt's name. He was a great character. Anyways, Milt owned it. Uh-huh. It was robbed. Guys came in with gunpoint. They were looking for. Uh, uh, in fact, it turned out to be one of the inspirations for drugstore drug cowboy. <laughs> yeah, yes. Anyways, it was robbed. So there, the cops come and shut that down. Yeah. And um, we have pretty much of a full restaurant. Uh, at that time, we were only seventeen or eighteen tables. Huh. Um, you know, ten tables full. The cops tell us we have to evacuate. Everybody leaves, and, wow. uh, um, and so it was a different neighborhood back then. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, of all those, what was most astonishing to my wife and I um, at the time was of all those eighteen tables who left. I think all but one of them came back and paid their bill. I mean, <laughs> so. well, it was Portland. Yeah, it is Portland, and yeah. it, it was a, a little dicier. You know, there was the Silver Fox Saloon. Uh-huh. Um, when they filmed Drugstore Cowboy, they used the mm-hmm. uh, drugstore, and then Matt Damon and the crew would hang out at the Silver Fox, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'd call them uh, to come when their table was ready. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. So. Um, why, why did you decide to make it uh, desserts? So that, that's my wife, um, mm-hmm. and her, their father, uh, they grew up in uh, East Germany and then Berlin, um, and her father was a baker by trade. They had a little deli uh, in Berlin, and then here up on Hawthorne, mm-hmm. um, up near where Pasta Works is these days. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and when they were in school, uh, Heidi and Ev used to bake the cakes for the deli. And the whole idea was to recreate a conditorei or a Viennese cafe, kind of uh-huh. European feel. Uh-huh. Um, and that was, that was the deal. So when Heidi opened and Jeff op- opened the place, they had like three desserts in the case. <laughs> when Ev signed on for her yearly, yeah. <laughs> her yearly tour, um, she hated it at first. Um, she, well, she was intimidated. She'd never really done it. And, you know, when doing it at home is one thing. Doing yeah. it for yeah. for paying customers is another. Anyways, uh, she over time realized that chocolate and meringues and baking were a medium to sculpt in, and mm-hmm. that's where she started with the bacona dolce and all that, ah. and filling that case gradually. Ah. And 
who knew it, it was also a business plan. We had no idea. But <laughs> when other restaurants are slow, namely afternoon yeah. and after after dinner, mm-hmm. we our shoulder see, our shoulder season is actually a busy season for yeah. us. So yeah. it turned yeah. out well that way, ah. and um, that case has evolved to be uh, the soul of, mm-hmm. uh, of the restaurant. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can watch people. It's like uh, if you grew up in a house that celebrated Christmas, it's like you know waking up on Christmas morning. You can watch people, and their age IQ drops to about seven, <laughs> and and they see all that, and you know their eyes glaze over. And it's a one, you know, it's, yeah. And so you keep trying to reinvent that and yeah. make it fresh. Yeah. And, well, what was your intention for Joe Bar when you opened it? That <laughs> that one totally flopped. Um, I, what do so you mean? Pa, well, Papa's <laughs> tended to skew uh, demographically female. Uh-huh. Um, being that it's a shopping area, and we had people come in, and and, and um, Dick Singer had really, and his wife Lori had really handpicked. Uh, you know, the word these days is curated. Um, yes. Uh, boutique shops and small little places, and and it was very successful. Uh, open air mall for lack of a better label anyways so we had a lot of female customers and i wanted i i thought that given the hospital uh down the block and given uh there were some law firms around in the industrial area i was hoping to attack uh attract a male clientele um so that was one of the reasons and the other was um ev and i my wife and i had traveled extensively in greece and italy and loved food coming off a rotisserie, a wood, just simple sort of wood burning. Yeah. And we kind of, without any ethnic um, intent, we wanted just to take w- simple, simple ingredients and put it over wood and serve it, and 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 then have a have a bar as well. So, and, I mean, so you know, it was that's kind of amorphous, and that's how it uh-huh. evolved, uh, and eventually. You know what? God, that was ninety December of ninety four when we opened. Wow. Um, oh, how long have we been doing jazz now? What four years? Four, I think? Yeah. yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. So, four years ago, trying to come up with some some idea, yeah. I turned to what I one of my other loves, which was music and uh-huh. jazz, uh-huh. and that's how I, I I was listening to Kabu and they were interviewing Derek Sims. Ah, the trumpet and sure. the, uh, jazz player, sure. and I thought, oh, that's and, and I liked what I heard. They played some clips and stuff, and then like a month later, I I convinced my wife we should try some live jazz, uh-huh. and I couldn't remember Derek's name. Oh, like that. I just like, and you know I'm looking on Kabu and in the uh, anyways, it is called the PSU Jazz Department. Yeah, and uh, they hooked me up with George Colligan. Ah yes, and I know, I know George Collian is George Collian, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I, you know, say, hey, uh, would you like to come have a cup of coffee and talk talk to me? And he was gracious enough and mm-hmm. said yes. And so he he opened with uh, his version of "Come Together" uh, at Joe Bar, you know, the Beatles song, and uh, uh, that was four years ago in a March, and we've been figuring it out ever since. How, how large a combo do you do? You, what's your limit in there? <laughs> We've had a quintet, uh, five five guys. Wow, yeah, five skinny guys named Mo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but most comfortably trio, 
court weekends quartet. Uh, Mary Flower, as I mentioned before, to yeah. you, is coming. She'll have five. One's a sousaphone player. A sousaphone? Yeah, for the bass, right? Well, I understand that. Yeah, but, uh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that'll be great. I got to see that. So I got to see five guys, including one with a sousaphone. In yeah, don't you too. think? Well, four guys four, and a gal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't mind if I No, said I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that's wonderful because she is. I love her to death. She's just fabulous. Yeah, it it it, it has a lot of um, uh, reverberation for me because uh, my mom was a big Mississippi John Hurt and ah, trad jazz. And yeah, she, yeah. And uh, when I discovered her, um, I thought, wow, there's there's somebody who picks like that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and does the same style. I, it's funny. She had a record out a few years ago. I did an interview with her back then. And she's so nice. But the song was that she wrote was about wishing this guy would die. Yeah. <laughs> I went, Mary? She said, well. What's your range in there for music? I mean, what, in terms what, of styles and yeah, that kind of thing? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, jazz is the foundation, but uh, I'm doing some Chicago blues on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what, what's the farthest I've really gone afield? Me? Yeah, I get. Yeah, I mean, I've got the D, I've got you as a DJ on yeah. Saturday nights, yeah, and I, yeah. I love that. But that's still in the same. It recognizes the same foundation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, of music yeah. and, and you know right. all all music yeah. in America really yeah. comes from New Orleans. Sure. I, I, I believe that absolutely, and and, uh, and you can't understate that uh, influence. No, no, and no. and so you know you uh, you you I've emanate that in your choices, yes. right? So I think yeah, it, I, I think it falls, and I also like I've always liked. Trivia about surround. I mean, they, the songs tell a story, and the mm-hmm. music tells a story, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the deal there with the DJ, yeah. and you and you fill yeah. that in well. Yeah, and yeah. and I, you know, we do. So, I do some um, really nice jazz fusion with Mike uh, Pritigich, who's yeah. a local, really yeah. talented yeah. keyboard player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in well, general, fusion, fusion got a bad name there for a it long did. time. It, it really, really did. did. Yeah. And, 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 there was some justification, but <laughs> heard, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess uh, jazz, blues, and in between is what we, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many nights a week you doing it? You doing music now? Uh, I got to count on my fingers here because we just it's Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then yeah. you actually on Saturday nights. Right. But it's so five. It nights. is music. Yeah, it is five <laughs> nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always uh, when I start, I, I always tell people that, that look over here. This is not an algorithm. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not streaming. A live, a live human being doing this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll be able to do it as a holograph from somewhere, right? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it after I drop dead. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do have recordings of all my, uh, for about the last three years of my KMHD shows. Do you? So yeah. somebody could do that. Yeah. It won't happen. No. no. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, I, I've seen a lot of memorable stuff there, uh, and generally, it's just, a lot of it's been Robert Moore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I first heard him, you know, it was like yeah. Mose Allison is alive, kind of. I mean, he has a really soulful, yeah, soulful voice, and and to know that he was in town, we're so happy to be able to feature Robert. And and what think, a chiractor. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've had, um, I had the, I, one of my highlights for me mm-hmm. was out of the blue, um, this group from Switzerland, uh, mm-hmm. vibraphone, accordion, alpine jazz. I mean, it was kind of, it was seriously, it was like MJQ meets yodeling. Um, <laughs> and, and so they played, uh, Two summers ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's been a highlight. Yeah. I try to. Look. You seem to book a lot of people with very strong personalities. Yes, I do. You do. Ryan Marr. Yeah. Uh, George. George. Is uh, Dan Gaynor. Yeah. Dan Gaynor. I, you, I would like to hear. I would like to be a fly on the wall for conversations between you two. Because <laughs> I'm just a jerk. <laughs> you, you guys are intellectuals. Oh no! no. Stop that. <laughs> Yeah, no. no, really. I'm ba- basically a savant. I don't know shit. Yeah, I'm well, just, I'm stupid. Master of it's okay. Yeah, same yeah, here. I right. just have a good memory. <laughs> I used to. I used. To, I, I. I can remember when I had a good memory. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's that like? Right. Uh, but uh, Gainer is special. Well, yeah, yeah, Gainer, and you know, I've got Tasha Miller, who's just yeah. an oddball and odd right. out, right. and. Um, I have Rebecca Kilgore, who's as sweet as sure. can be. Sure. Uh, I'm. I mean, we're. I just. I feel blessed. Seriously, it, it is not. Um, I have to turn. I, I thought I was going to have to really scramble to book. And oh I, no! I, I don't. There is a just a wealth of talent in yeah. this town. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and you don't even have to reach for outside kind of stuff. So. No, not at all. No, yeah. especially in a small place. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's so intimate. Um, I don't. I don't know that there's a, 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 a you know a venue in town that's as intimate. I. I mean, I you know I'm I'm biased, but I have a lot of a lot of the folks say it's their favorite room in town to play. I mean, yeah. a lot of my artists and and, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, it's you know like again the the whole design is totally unintentional. And right. Right. We move tables out. That's our stage. When I say stage to people, I always put it in quotes and then put a picture and yeah. try to yeah. try to give yeah. them because people yeah. imagine you know jazz clubs with. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, you know, when the, when the bar is full, I'll I'll, I'll play back in there. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Which, is, which is also nice. I, I definitely have to tell people that 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 that, 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 that I'm not an algorithm at that point. Right. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, when I'm at the bar and playing, it's. Yeah, it's I obvious. like it at the bar because then then you're yeah. right there and you can interact with absolutely. Folks and, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In um, fact, we used you know we started uh, music right there behind you ah, at that little banquette. Is that right? Yeah, and George yeah. would play there, and the idea was with summer the windows open. Yeah. And we ended yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. But we couldn't balance the sound out enough uh, oh, for yeah, Bart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things that uh, we've inherited from the jazz program, we got a PA system, and yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yes. So. Um, now, what what, um, what are my favorite things is when I get the wait staff uh, 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 going to the music. Yeah, then I know I'm I'm doing something. Right, yeah. You know, because <laughs> they're so busy. Yeah, you know? no, um, but. Um, we can be busier, Tom. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Portland is not a late night. It's not a, a no. real late night well, city yet. Well, 23rd isn't uh, late night either. No, that's, that's true. The there's, and, there's, there's, and our demographic ain't, yeah. ain't exactly late either. But, right. It's uh, hard for me to get friends out because they're all in bed. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. On a Saturday at 10, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but... Um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's, a, it's a cool little place. Uh, Thank you. Have you had any um, any any has has the fact that Jimmy Max closed helped business at all with the music? I'd say 
I haven't noticed any yeah. uptick because we uh-huh. were already. I yeah. mean, it's it's yeah. been the. I can. It's been very very. You know, what was that old Garrett Morris baseball been very very good to me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so jazz has been, and and it's uh, there are best nights. So I yeah, I, I didn't really huh. notice too oh, much. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so look, look at you. Now you're a jazz club owner. How about that? <laughs> Let's just, uh, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, we don't charge cover. So I, we're, we're a restaurant that ha- that's really fortunate enough to have great live jazz and, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, jazz club seems, uh, a misnomer in the sense that, uh, well, I don't I, know. You've got jazz in there four nights a week, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're great music in there four nights a week. Yeah. You know, I mean. Anyways, yeah, whichever way you slice it, or yeah, uh, we're yeah, really yeah. fortunate. I'm and I'm lucky because uh, jazz. I stumbled on, um, oh golly, uh, like seventy. My dad uh, was emptying out the basement, and he had mm-hmm. a bunch of ink spots and uh, Glenn Miller and yeah. stuff that I didn't know. And I listened to um, String of Pearls was the oh, first right. first thing, right, and right. it had this rhythm and yeah. melody that yeah. I really just yeah. got into and yeah. Yeah. so it was a way for me to my dad worked worked his hiney off and uh-huh. yada yada it was a way to connect and so right. um, you know it's been a, a way to relive those things we used to go to Dante's and clubs in uh-huh. West Hollywood out, yeah. out in the valley yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. That kind of deal. Yeah, uh, my uh, my family was a big Glenn Miller fan. They took me to see the Glenn Miller story, which was very traumatic because he died. Yeah, <laughs> at the end there. Yeah, and June Allison played his wife. That's right. Who played Glenn Miller? Was it wasn't Jimmy Stewart? Was it? It could have been, but I don't. Or did Jimmy Stewart play Benny Goodman? Or did he play both? I, yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, I, I can still. I think it's Stewart. You, <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will, will let you know. Um, yeah, I had. Uh, they bought me Glenn Miller albums and stuff, and uh, you know, I didn't. Of course, then as soon as rock and roll hit, that was that went all all yeah. that went out right out the window. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Well, I mean, my first album I bought was uh, Small Faces, and really, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a little older than you. My first album was uh, Gary U.S. Bonds. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Who was just say? Well, Springsteen was right. He saved rock and roll because yeah. he he didn't do it. No. Long story is Frank Guida, little Italian guy, got kicked out of New York, moved to Norfolk. Opened a record store, found uh, the Church Street Five, and and this guy who was a singer, and uh, that was just, that was scary. Yeah. That was that was the whole thing. Yeah, nice Frank Guida. Yeah, yeah. I love that story. It's a good one. <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to write something uh, about that. I've told us what's a goal of mine is to is to. I don't think it's enough for a book. <laughs> no, but it would be a good short story. You know, it's but here's very the thing. Sort of when when Kinsella. Uh, um, there was a. Uh, 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 there's a little festival in, in New Orleans uh, just a, little, a few months ago, and they had a lot of old rockers in there, and, and Gary U.S. Bonds was there, and he was a complete jerk. Was he? Oh. I was so disappointed. He didn't, he, he was, he, he, he was awful. He was awful. He was just a horrible jerk. Yeah. 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 What are you going to do? Well, I mean, it's like, you know, when I co- used to cover, they used to do the Orioles pregame shows. And, I, and, and it was a big mistake. I mean, it was good for my career and yeah. it was all that, but... I, but then I had to like find out what, the, what the, my my heroes were really like. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Well, let me tell you, Suzanne Plachette was very nice. <laughs> and, she, and she was a good tipper. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I remember, speaking of tipping, I remember I had, to, I had to try to get an interview with Alan Wiggins after a game one. Remember Alan Wiggins? He was Wiggins. a second baseman. Yes, yeah. Spent a lot, most of his time in the National League, played a year in the, with the Orioles. He was terrible. And he had the nerve to ask me for compensation for, for, an for appearing in your pregame? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just moved along. Yeah, moved along. Bad contract. Yeah. But there were some good things, you know. Yeah. I got to talk to Lee Lacey about his bat. Sweet. Yeah. He, nice. he, he, used to, he used to he kept he kept it with him at all times. Did he really? Yeah. Yes. Did he sleep with it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um well, listen, this, is, this has been terrific. I, you know, I, I appreciate you coming in here. Oh. What else would you like to talk about? Wow, I don't know. I, I, you know, I was going to say the other thing that really in, inspired the jazz yeah. was I did get, uh, they did a 75th birthday party for Louis Armstrong at the Shrine ah, in L.A. Yeah. And my dad took me to that. And oh, that was really man. seminal in my kind of... Did he play? He played a little bit. He sat on a rocking chair with Hoagie Carmichael. Oh my God! The two of them, and then the whole, the whole, uh, and it was supposed to be Ella who showed up, yeah. But Sarah Vaughn did because I don't remember what the, you know, like, you oh geez, I know, I know, it's terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the whole sort of theme was they recreated all of Armstrong's bands, wow. and, and they had a ton of great musicians. So you know, from King Oliver, da 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 da, da oh fives God. a whole bit. Yeah, uh, and the thing lasted like three and a half hours. Uh, I've got a CD of it wow. of the whole thing. And Hoagie Carmichael and him did Rocking Chair, and <laughs> you know, of course, Carol Channing comes out to do Hello Dolly and all that. <laughs> so it was, and, but I was just amazed at. Yeah. Uh, How old were you? Uh, let's see, seventy-five, and see, so I was like thirteen. Oh yeah, my God! Yeah. Oh jeez. That's great. Yeah, it was just <laughs> fabulous. So. Um, I went to the first Ponderosa Stomp in uh, in New Orleans. Uh, was, that, at that time, was what doing, year was that? Tom? That was about two thousand and two, two thousand one, two thousand two, and they had, and it was just in a little hall. It wasn't anything. Then it was the first one, and they had Dave Bartholomew and all of the remaining members of that band. And sitting over in the corner was Cosimo Matassa, and sitting over here was Alan Toussaint, and oh, Earl man. Palmer got up and played a few tunes. Oh, and he was still living, and and and, and Bartholomew was still blaring out the trumpet. It's those not you can't you can't replace those nights. No, those, no, those, 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 no. You just try to remember everything, every every little moment about them. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way about that, Louis Armstrong. I do. I do. It's yeah. just like, yeah. I, you know, I know where we sat. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, rem- I remember spilling a thing of popcorn, and my dad <laughs> <laughs> and all that. But yeah, I, and yeah, well. uh, uh, for years, I I, I um, tried to find a, a CD, and then I don't know. Who, so there was some somebody mm-hmm. who released three CD set of it, and I gave it to my dad for his seventy uh, fifth birthday. Uh, 15 years ago so huh. yeah huh. that was nice and huh. hopefully we're doing the same here at Joe Bar and that kind of deal and yeah. some I'm, well, I've had people sure. who bring their kids in to see it in fact here I'll shameless plug yeah. uh, this uh, Christmas va- vacay I think 
tentatively look on our, our calendar, but the 22nd, 23rd is a Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday is the 24th. Yeah. We're going to do a, a small group from the Mount Hood Community College mm-hmm. and then from the Metropolitan Youth uh, Jazz Band as well. So mm-hmm. come in and hear the kids kids play. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll feed them and uh, we'll put a tip jar and then hopefully also leverage uh, some exposure for the programs to yeah. get some donations that Great. way as well. That's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. Well, Thanks for the gig. Yeah. Anytime, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it's a always, stool. It's always interesting. It's always fun. It's always, you know, it's, it's always a, something a little different happens, you know? I mean, yeah. uh, um, I'm sort of, I've been going switching back and forth. It depends on, it just depends on who's in there. Yeah, I agree. You, you, have, to, you have to kind of be empathetic yeah. with the crowd and yeah, figure it yeah, out. But, yeah. uh, you know, we've tried... We've tried Quiet Storm. We've I, tried. I, I've gone back to that this this fall yeah. on some of the really horrible, rainy, miserable, cold yeah. nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm it up. Warm it up. Make yeah. it nice and and cozy. And uh, and that's all. That's just fun. I like to do that. And, yeah. and it's great to you know to have somebody sitting there and you know, okay, play Al Green now. You yeah, know, something like yeah. that. You know, it's yeah. always good. And you know, the, the the other thing is, you know, I I I don't know that how many I don't know how many people how many djs plays like live warfield in clubs you know what i'm saying right yeah. or andy stokes right or, or people any, like that right you know because uh, or any philly sound and it really seriously it's yeah. just it's stuff that's kind of faded away and yeah oh you know i got a great response from the that the night i did the off off philly yeah i was surprised I mean I'm, i guess i shouldn't be surprised no because it's great stuff yeah because but it really resonated that yeah. night, I guess I'll do, I'm going to do that again. Yeah, because it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to uh, many other uh, successful, and I, you know, right. branch out whatever whatever it feels yeah. like is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I I have been playing occasionally. The piano has been drinking. Yeah, oh. it's not an insult to the club. No, <laughs> Tom. No, not me. The menus <laughs> are all freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so that's a great album. That's just classic. Great, great, yeah. great song. And he had and he had some great. He had Phil Woods uh, drummer. Uh, was it Bill Goodwin uh-huh. backing him up uh-huh. for a long time? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Goodwin played with Gary uh, Gary Burton too. Oh, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, thanks a lot. Thank I really appreciate you coming in. Okay, smoky. Uh, my pleasure was all mine, Tom. All right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah.